Welcome everyone, this is Titan Alumni Talks and I am your guest host, Alexis Forrest, here joined with Diana, um, <laughs> one of our esteemed alumni. So thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to have you on President's Day too, yes. which is fitting for you. It yeah. is, it's very fitting for my major. <laughs> yeah. So I have a couple of different questions I wanna go over with you. Um, one is, can you um, state your position and your entire full name for recording purposes? Yeah, I'm Diana Victoria Coronado and I'm a Director of Government Affairs for the Building Industry Association, Los Angeles Ventura Chapter. Nice, so what do you do on a daily basis there? Well, I'm a lobbyist for the association and I'm uh, registered with the County of Los Angeles and surrounding cities. So on a daily basis, I'm always looking at different local legislation, making sure that it's positively impacting housing and housing production and making sure that the members, which are the builders, developers, and associates that we represent aren't being negatively affected by any poor policies. Nice. Yeah. And so how does a day-to-day -day process um, go? Like, is one day different from the next or is it very consistent? They are very different. Um, the, the concepts are basically the same, like I had just mentioned, but um, every day could be different. Some weeks are very busy. There's a lot of different cities doing city council business or the county's taking up a new ordinance. Um, so, so depending on what's coming up on, on the agenda, it's, it's a lot of research and tracking, a lot of working with our Sacramento counterparts. Mm. Obviously, we're in a housing crisis. So at the state level, there's a lot of um, different types of legislation coming down that will affect the local laws. And so we work very closely with our Sacramento state arm as well, um, and just everything very specific to California. So, so that's kind of what my day-to-day -day looks like. It's talking with different cities, dealing with different legislation, depending what part of the process is in at the county or the city level and then doing research on any other type of regulatory issues. So any kind of the bodies um, and different government agencies that focus on the um, implementation of the laws once they're passed. Nice. So every day is a little bit different depending on what part of the county I'm in, but the concepts remain the same. It's very exciting because sometimes I get a phone call from a builder or a developer saying, my project's stuck, how can we get move this through the process? Do we know how to get it out of this city? Mm -hmm. So it's very interesting. Nice, wow, amazing. Um, how did you get into your career now? Was it, um, it was all Cal State Fullerton. Right. <laughs> it really was. Um, I, I was lucky in the fact that I always knew what I wanted to do related to politics. So I went, I knew I was going to declare a political science major from the mm -hmm. time I was a freshman. So I, I feel very lucky in that aspect because a lot of my friends, I think most people don't get to stick to their major all four years. It's kind of strange. But I knew. So I was lucky in that fact. And then I was lucky to have so many great um, so many great professors in Cal State, at Cal State Fullerton through my major. Um, a lot of people don't think Cal State Fullerton political science, but I really hope they do because our professors are top notch. Their real life experience is incredible. Their ability to translate all of their skills, all of the things that they're teaching us into what we're gonna do in real life and give us opportunities to actually practice what we're learning is is amazing and it really truly made my experience so much different than a lot of my other peers at different schools I believe and so once I decided I was new political science I did the DC scholars program mm -hmm. here through Professor Stanbaugh's great leadership um, and I was able to intern on um, at the Capitol in Washington DC and take units um, towards my uh, bachelor's degree as well over a summer it was a great cohort I learned a lot from the professors there and from my peers as well working in different parts of the government so that's kind of what led me to my career nice. um, as a jumping off point. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned a lot about um, our esteemed faculty and um, professors here. Who was one individual who you see as a mentor? Definitely Dr. Stanbaugh. I'm still in touch with him today. Oh. Um, he not only ran the Cal State Fullerton's pro Cal State DC program for a really long time and is still involved today, but um, I sit on the board now for the Cal State DC Advisory Board. 
and he truly was was one of my teachers throughout college that that made everything um, so interesting to learn because of the angles and different ideas he took and whether it was President Obama running in 2008 and that was an exciting time to be um, in the classroom because we got to learn how Twitter which was a newfangled uh, social media platform affected the campaign and that was a cool angle to take um, for college students during that time and obviously it's still so effective now um, and Dr. Valerie Regan so incredible to me because I took a woman in politics class and always considered myself a feminist, but um, it really put it in perspective on a global level on how female leaders um, are so different and need to be around the table. And that has really ca carried through with everything I believe in now. So I would say those two professors were amazing, but there's so many others as That's well. True. So, That's but true. just off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. Thank you. Um, and actually speaking about your time with um, at the Hill at Washington DC, we actually have a student who want to ask you a, a quick question as well. From a current student, Melina, um, how can, or what advice would you give a student who is trying to get into the political aspect and field? Okay, um, well, she had a great question because I think she also put a Latina lens to yeah. it. And I'm a I'm Mexican woman here, and I completely agree with the angle she's taking and the way she's approaching it, especially in politics right now. It feels so divisive, and making sure you're representing your community is incredibly important. Um, Luckily, uh, as an example, she's Washington, D.C., there's a lot of great um, Latino-specific um, opportunities for internships. Um, anything from um, working at the Leon Panetta Institute has been, was a great opportunity. And then the Mileo, it's a, um, another great opportunity for them, and we can give them more information on that. But I think um, making sure you're seeking out these unique opportunities is the most important thing. Going to a professor or going to whoever's running the Washington, D.C., um, the Washington DC uh, Scholars Program, like Professor Stambon, asking what the opportunities are there, talking to alumni like myself so I can connect you to my contacts. As an example, in Washington DC or wherever you're looking for an internship is incredibly important. Um, so I think there's a lot of resources here that you just have to be proactive. And I think that's probably the best advice is, is you know, I wanna work in politics and I wanna try my opportunities in Washington DC or Sacramento or wherever I think the political nucleus is that I wanna be in. So how am I gonna get there? Well, then I found out about the DC Scholars Program, tracked down the person who's running it, and made sure that I turned in an application on time. But I think that even now, there's just so many different opportunities, especially if you're looking for a very specific or niche type of internship. Got it. Yeah, that's completely true. Is there a specific um, organization or program like outside of, of Fullerton that you think is very beneficial to get into? Yeah, I mean, if you don't decide to go through this type of DC Scholars Program, if you don't want to go out to Washington, DC, I would say doing some research online to figure out what companies and organizations you would like to be a part of. Um, and I think that, you know, if you really, she said she's a communications major, so if she wanted to do something in PR, like she mentioned as her emphasis, I would look to see, you know, what PR comp companies that you find that you align yourself closely with, mm -hmm. maybe a PR company that's specific to the Latino community here in Orange County, or if you want to be in LA, um, look those up and definitely reach out to um, different um, comms alumni majors. Um, I know here in Orange County, I think we have the PRSA, and you're going to have to fact check that though, that acronym, but it's the Public Relations Society Association, yeah. and they've been really great, and I know a lot of our alumni are on that board. Yeah, that's true. We have, I'm actually on this um, PRSSA. It's probably PRSSA. <laughs> for the student chapter, yeah, and then for the um, parent chapter, yeah. Um, it. So it's great because the events that PRSA hosts, uh, they're very aligned with making sure that they, they put students on track for their dream field. Right. So it's great, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Can you talk a little bit about your involvement with your sorority? Yeah, well, um, here at Cal State Fullerton, we have, I believe we still have six different Panhellenic sororities, and there's a lot of different cultural, soror multicultural sororities as well, and a lot of different academic sororities. Um, I was a part of my academic um, sorority group. I mean, it was, didn't, join, didn't um, meet as often, and it was focused through the political science humanities department, but 
I think the most enriching experience for me was my Alpha Chi Omega sorority. Um, I was able to be on our executive board. I lived in the house three of the four years I was here at Cal State Fullerton and truly got so many great um, well-rounded experiences from it. Um, yes, it's a social sorority, so it certainly was fun and in that aspect, but there's a lot of other leadership skills I learned there that I did not learn anywhere else. Um, sororities all have boards and executive boards, and that is really your first um, experience with board leadership and um, board delegation and representation, and that carries itself through any kind of business, nonprofit, um, board you're gonna be on later and in the future, and just knowing how a board works. I mean, I, I now work in a field where I've had two different boards, uh, director positions, um, or I should say two different boards as, uh, as my bosses. So just knowing that from my collegiate experience was important and that those, and how to lead 100 plus different women is really important. And we had a philanthropic arm. We're dealing with um, women and children who are victims of domestic violence here in Orange County. So you got to really get involved in your community and help people who maybe you wouldn't have um, thought about as much before. And it really exposes you to, to those types of really serious issues. And particularly in my sorority was issues that um, disproportionately affect women and children and um, gives you a glimpse of, you know, different types of things and policies that maybe need to be changed yeah. um, and ways to help altruistically as well. And then um, since you were on the board, what skills do you think a student would need um, to just amplify for them to like get it onto the board? Well, definitely not doubting what you bring to the table. I mean, if you're thinking about it at all, um, don't be discouraged by your own self-doubt. I think that that it's applicable to so many things that you go out for here on campus, um, whether it's something as big as ASI president and being scared that no one's gonna vote for you or something smaller like a board um, through a club you're a part of. I think putting yourself out there, you learn so much about who you are and what you're capable of. And you may surprise yourself and actually get elected, you know? And, and don't, just, don't be discouraged if your friend's running against you. I mean, they're gonna be put in a lot of positions that you know, if you're part of a club, you're gonna obviously be friends probably with a lot of people because they're similar to you, but you have to do what's right for you if you want to gain those leadership skills. So so don't let um, what are perceived obstacles stop you from um, doing what you think would be best for your future. And um, I think a really good advice I got through sorority was you get what you put in. And that's throughout anything you do in life. Um, so I mean, if you if you do put in a lot of time and that's through a board position or through a leadership position, I do believe that's gonna enrich your experience and you're gonna get more out of that experience because now you're not just a member, which is very important as well, but you're also part of the decision-making and part of the hard work that needs to be done in order to make the organization or association run. So I would say definitely do it if you're interested in gaining new skills and growing as a person. Yeah, thank you. Um, but what other extracurricular activities did you hope? So I did, um, I did a, a the Republican, called Republican Club here on campus. Um, that was really fun because you, you got to work even with the Democratic Club and we worked together on different, um, different um, election viewing parties and stuff like that. So that was fun to be a part of um, and being a part of, like I said, Greek life and this uh, Cal State DC Scholars Program was incredible because you meet so many people that you normally wouldn't have. So you, you get closer to your classmates. A lot of my classmates, um, because political science is so much, is such a, is a, what I would consider a smaller major, um, I got to really get to know them better because our classes were smaller and we had a lot more time to work collaboratively and be a part of our um, humanities sorority in that aspect and then also be a part of, well, I guess it was a fraternity, but also be a part of um, the DC program if we decided to do that and apply to it. So so yeah, I was involved in a lot of different things on oh. campus um, and they were all really helpful in preparing me for the future career I'm in now. Sounds, sounds like a lot. Yeah, <laughs> um, So with a lot of different organizations that you had under your belt, how did you balance everything? Well, it was hard, like I kind of referenced earlier, I think that in college you feel like you have to do so many things in order to make sure you get a job after school or make sure that you're learning the skills that you want to um, capitalize on before you graduate. 
And I think the way I balanced it was making sure that um, that nothing, first of all, I was never double booked. So making sure that once when I was on campus and I made my schedule for the semester that um, it kind of bled into being able to go to a um, meeting afterwards and making sure that I wasn't taking a class that was gonna interfere with, with another program I was involved in. And also letting my employer know that this was really important to me, was making sure that I was involved in campus and making sure that I had these positions, but that my job was also very important to me. As long is communication I think is probably the most the most beneficial thing there because my employer you know totally understood what was going on and realized okay if, if I'm late today I'm gonna call and let them know why and she was luck luckily she was very open to being flexible and that being said <laughs> the best advice is to communicate with everyone about your schedule and making sure that you follow through with your schedule as well yeah I think creating solutions for different scenarios definitely is really important and to come in with those ideas yeah I think yeah. that's smart being proactive yeah. coming up with solutions you're giving good advice <laughs> <laughs> thank you I'm getting it from you yeah. <laughs> so what does success mean to you now and what are your goals well, I know when I was in Cal State Fullerton, success felt so different because I was at a different point in my life. I had just graduated, so so much around finding a job and finding a steady career path and making sure I was um, doing the right things in order to achieve those goals. And while that's always gonna be a part of my focus is making sure that I'm in the right career and making sure I'm able to contribute as much as I can through the positions I'm in and get as much as I can out of the positions I'm in, I think so much of my um, success the definition of success to me now is happiness. Um, I never really thought about happiness as being um, a part of success. I just thought of it as more of an abstract idea. But if you are not happy in the job you're in, with the coworkers you have, with the things that you're doing, the choices that you're making, it's all for nothing. And not to say that you know you're not going to have uncomfortable, challenging, or stressful moments. But um, if you're not overall happy, I think you need to figure out what you're passionate, most passionate about, and what you think you should be doing with your life. Because the older you get, the shorter your life feels. <laughs> so making sure that overall happiness is there to me that's just a huge point of success i find that if i'm happy i feel like i'm doing the right things because i probably am doing the right things because it's feeding into my overall happiness i love that thank yeah. you and then um to go on to that as well has there been a time that um you felt not at your worst but not at your best for sure and how did you get over that yeah, I think, you know, life is kind of a roller coaster in that way. You're going to have your highs, like the peaks, and then you're going to have your valleys, like your lows, and knowing first that that's normal, right? Accepting that, that, okay, like not every day is going to be, you know, home run. It's just not, and that's not how life works. And realizing that that's how everyone's life works. Not every day is someone's home run. And unfortunately, sometimes with social media, you forget that you're seeing those highlight reels. So making sure that you're exposing yourself to healthy things. Like you're like, okay, if I'm really deeply affected by seeing that, maybe I shouldn't be making that part of my daily routine. But making things that even if you're gonna have a, a low day, that doing something that's gonna make you happy regardless. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, even though today was tough, I'm gonna go home and cooking, you know, makes me really happy or eating <laughs> makes me really happy. So I'm looking forward to that. Just having something to look forward to. And for me, finding a strategy on how to make tomorrow better. Mm -hmm. Because that's what you get, you get it tomorrow, hopefully, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you don't, but hopefully you can focus like these things didn't go well today, but this is how I'm gonna fix them tomorrow. And I find having a game plan on how to attack your challenges um, will create that armor for you yeah. and let you go into battle the next day a little bit stronger and hopefully with different outcomes. Yeah, for sure. Being proactive and making sure that you're meeting your goals, you're um, thinking about the, the next step. Yeah. You know, it's not just about now, but it's also about, you know, what's gonna happen tomorrow. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. Also, I wanted to talk a little bit about how uh, you mentioned a little bit about the pieces of um, graduating and uh, going into the career. and. Um, can you tell me a little bit about the connections that you made with alumni while you were a student? Right, so um, we had some alumni come and talk mm -hmm. to our political science classes um, and they told us about 
things like that we could do after graduation and that included the Sacramento Fellows Program. So we had two students who were former Cal State Fullerton students who'd done the fellowship program and were now living in Sacramento come talk to us about that. And that was huge because a light bulb went off in my head thinking, wow, this seems like a great program. I loved working in DC. I love politics. I would love to see what California politics is all about. Mm -hmm. So I connected with an alumni from Cal State Fullerton who had, was a former fellow at the time and he told me about the fellowship immediately applied and by the grace of God got into the fellowship program um, after interviewing and that was a huge connection for me because had I not met him, had I not heard about the program, I probably wouldn't have applied and would have had a much different trajectory to my career. And even um, through my sorority, um, we would have career days um, where throughout the whole region of all of our different sorority chapters throughout the different UCs and CSUs come together and the alumni would talk about their jobs. So I knew I was really interested in law and politics and so I got to talk to a lot of different Cal State Fullerton alumni who came to give back through that way and discuss their careers, whether they were working um, in the Capitol, working as lobbyists or working as lawyers and talk about what their trajectory was. So, so it gave me ideas on what I wanted to do and what other internships I might want to look into and other programs I'd want to look into. Nice. So that certainly propelled my ability to get into the career path I'm in now. Nice. And then um, I know you are now on the board of the Alumni Association. How is that going for you? How do you like it? Do you suggest it? <laughs> I definitely suggest it. I think it's so important what the Alumni Board does um, related to getting our former students involved, mm -hmm. uh, getting the alumni involved, because every school has to have a strong alumni base in order to provide these types of opportunities to the current students coming back and helping coming back and connecting our students to different career paths or different opportunities um, and i have to shout out our alumni board staff and the staff who works here at cal state fullerton it's a small but mighty team and they do so much on such a huge scale with so little and so few resources um, and so I, I without them nothing would work at all I'm, i might be a board member but they do all of the heavy lifting but I definitely suggest being on the board so you can see that and what everything goes into keeping our campus strong for future generations and for current alumni now because school spirit is really important and oh, yeah. translating that to the folks who don't come back to campus as much is really hard and making sure that you have a strong alumni board and that foundation is critical. Um, you mentioned earlier how this is your last um, year for the term. Are you planning on doing it again? I don't think I'm going to do it again only because it's a, it is a commitment and um, they do a really good job of making sure it's sparsed out over um, quarterly board meetings um, but I do live in Los Angeles now and my work is in Los Angeles so I, I don't I want to make sure that if I'm a part of a board or part of an organization that I'm able to give enough of my time and a lot of the resources that I want to bring to the table to its full capacity and it's been a little bit challenging doing that commute from LA to Orange County, but I still will certainly be involved in homecoming. I want to help in, in other strike forces ways that I can, um, and I'll certainly still be volunteering my time because I think it's really important. But I do also believe, aside from that, you know, getting more fresh perspectives and different ideas on the board is so important um, because I know I came in with a fresh perspective and maybe thought maybe we could do things a little bit differently, and I would like to give somebody else the opportunity to serve on our board because I think that it would folks learn a lot from it, yeah. regardless of what stage of life you're in. That's true. Um, and then you said about homecoming. Can you talk a little bit about your involvement with homecoming? Yeah, so um, homecoming, because we are not a football-based school. <laughs> We're a basketball-based school. So it happens, we choose a basketball game, um, a home basketball game to um, surround home, to make 
to kind of build homecoming around. Um, we It's really gotten big in the last few years, thanks to the alumni board staff and the alumni board. Um, we do so many great little activities. It's almost like a carnival where you go see the game with a bunch of alumni and current students. And it is one of the fewer opportunities we have to interact with the current students and let them and show them what the alumni board does. Um, there's games, it's very family friendly, um, There's but there's also a beer garden, which is uh, pretty neat. Um, yeah. So I definitely think it's, it's, a, it's a fun and exciting time to be on campus, but there's a lot that goes up to and leading up to that homecoming experience uh, which so far which homecoming has been your favorite um I think two years was it two years ago I think there was a year we didn't do homecoming um that was really fun because that's when it became it got like a little bit bigger on the scale and we had like I think we had a we had an in and out truck here oh, yeah. or maybe a Taco Bell truck um, there was so much different types of food and that just really put wow like seeing all the hard work from everyone come together was incredible um, and I think we won the basketball game <laughs> I want to say two years ago I, I believe we did yeah so. and then I know um, we just celebrated the 60th year anniversary as well as I want to say the 65th um, and then from last year to this year, how, how much of a bigger scale it went from going to the Tuffy Lawn now to the parking lot, you know? Right. So it's great to see it grow and continue growing. Yeah, and hopefully that, that continues, yeah. that success continues because I think it's really catching on. And some of my friends who weren't as involved now ask me about homecoming and that's the whole point. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And then you attend a lot of different um, basketball games. Yes. Yeah, how yeah. do you like the team? <laughs> um, I think they're great. I yeah. think, you know, I, I, I just went to the UCI game. So going to away game is kind of fun because mm -hmm. you see what's going on. Um, I mean, that, we did, that outcome wasn't as, um, what we would have liked, but um, I think we have a great athletic. We have a lot of great athletics on our campus, whether it's cross country and soccer. Our baseball team's incredible. Basketball's fun. Um, we're always pretty competitive. Every now and then, we're not as competitive, but I think you know, for not having a football team, um, we have so many things to come do and see at our school related to sports. And I'm a big sports fan, so I definitely try to get out to baseball games. Try to support women's soccer. There's so many different activities to come out and see, and I think that's kind of part of like putting in what you get out. If you you're like, oh, Cal State Fullerton doesn't have a football team, or or if you've never been to a sport, then of course you're gonna not think that we have this amazing sports culture, but we do here at Cal State Fullerton, yeah. and we're really lucky. I know I wear my Fullerton cap when I'm out and about, visiting friends across the country, and sometimes we get stopped stopped um, in the airport, and the great basketball team, yeah. <laughs> or great uh, baseball team, and, and I think that's awesome that we're being able to put ourselves on the map that way. Yeah, I think our Titan Pride definitely is there, mm -hmm. it, and even if you look, um, you don't have to look too far for to find it. You know, right. um, everyone's super excited when we go to the games and it gets packed. Yeah. So I'm super happy to see that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Because now we're about to start hitting our grad fest and our current um, graduation in May. What are some of the benefits that the Alumni Association has for their members? Well, um, I know we always have booths out during grad fest. Um, it's something we try to volunteer at to make sure that our graduating titans are aware of our alumni organization and aware of the, of the different types of fun barbecues we do at the end of the year. I know we do a lot of um, graduation contests and things to get our students involved in because they're going to be our alumni and they're going to be part of our alumni association so we want to make sure that we're getting them registered as alumni members and making sure that they know that we are a resource for them as they're moving towards this next chapter in their life so hopefully I'm able to get out there and volunteer at GradFest because it is an exciting time. Yeah. I mean, the campus is just buzzing and there's so much, so many great exciting things going on. So it's always fun. Yeah, I remember last year volunteering and it was until like 8 p.m. And it was like, you get tired, but yeah. it's so fun. <laughs> it so is, much fun. it's an exciting yeah. time on campus. Yeah, and recent grads, they get $57 yeah. um, so for their membership, lifetime membership too, which is crazy to to think about. Yeah, I know, it's a great, I mean, it's, it's a great opportunity to, mm -hmm. get, to get signed up as a member at that lifetime membership um, 
small fee, you know, I think, and then they make great graduation gifts. I know um, I had two of my friends' cousins graduate mm -hmm. in the last in the last two years, and I suggested giving them a alumni association membership, and it's a great, great idea. Yeah, that's true. It is. <laughs> so you can purchase yours now. Yeah, it's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, And then I, I know, like, we're hitting about 300,000 alumni. Um, how do you think the alumni CSUF uh, reputation really is out there in the real world? Well, I think that we're doing a great job, like you said, of getting folks to go to Cal State Fullerton and graduate. I know we've always been in the the highest numbers of CSU applicants and the highest numbers of CSU graduates. For a long time, we were the largest CSU on campus. Mm -hmm. So that means that we're having lots of people come through our doors and go represent us out in the career and in their careers and in the real world. So I hope that's translating well because I know that I do it. I try to do my best to find Cal State Fullerton alum and get them involved in different um, clubs and organizations that I'm a part of here in my career. Um, and I think that we are being perceived well. I know that we've really made a mark in Washington, D.C. The CSU D.C. Scholars Program has been around just over 10 years. I think we're getting closer to the 15-year mark, and we're, we're really making a difference across the country. And hopefully that only grows through our alumni being part of big, great, exciting things within their careers to put us on the map. But we have two, off the top of my head, I think we have two congressional members in D.C. now, which is incredible. So, so those types of people representing us um, in various parts of their careers makes a difference for us. And hey, Justin Turner, Los yeah. Angeles Dodger, he's from Cal State Fullerton. And if that doesn't say something great about our alumni, I don't know what does. <laughs> we were just talking about that earlier today in the office, um, how he's a part of it, Gwen Stefani. And then like, those are huge. Kevin Costner. Like, we're everywhere. Are yeah. <laughs> and we're getting more recognizable. Like someone stopped you at the airport just because of your hat. Like right. that logo is now a symbol. 100%. Of, yeah, that's great. And like super happy to hear about that. Yeah, um, and representing yourself too. Yeah. Like wearing the hat, wearing your Cal State Fullerton gear, bringing your I have a million alumni association pens, and I'm leaving them at different meetings all the time. And they work. So <laughs> yeah. I would say continue doing that. It yeah. makes a difference. Yeah, thank you. And then um, when is, how do you think your degree with CSUF has really affected your career? Oh, 100%. I owe my entire career to Cal State Fullerton. I, you know, I did my internship, as an example, alongside people from small liberal arts schools on the East Coast, um, whether it was like something like Williams and Mary to kids from Stanford. And those schools are great institutions, but I've never been more proud to be a Cal State Fullerton alumni because I'm just as competitive as those students, had the same, diff had the same types of work ethic as those students and really proved that, you know, we are strong, smart, really helpful to the workforce yeah. and um, and without Cal State Fullerton I wouldn't have had any of those experiences. They they truly prepared me for well-rounded education from my professors to my internships to the clubs I was a part of. Um, nothing that I do in my professional career would be without Cal State Fullerton. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. But thinking back to once you graduated, what advice would you give to your recent graduate self? Like what leadership styles would you need now? What personality traits? What anything? Well, I, would, I, I was so eager and so focused on you know, accomplishing my goals. I think that I, was, I let my competitive nature get the best of me. And I think I would say, you know, not everyone's competing with you. Just mm -hmm. find your allies and, and make sure that you're welcoming to those types of relationships too. Making sure that, that, you, that you're open to working more collaboratively with people and that you can get to the same goal different ways. Mm -hmm. And that requires listening more. I'm still working on that every day, listening a little bit more. You know, you have two ears and one mouth, right? And I think that if you come in with a positive attitude, looking to build bridges, I think that serves you a lot better. Um, and I think that's the old adage saying that you attract more um, 
more 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 uh, flies with honey. Oh, yeah. um, I don't want flies, but <laughs> the point is, you know, to make sure that you're always being gracious and giving people the benefit of the doubt while, you know, still being assertive and making sure that you're not being naive. But I think that is probably what I tell myself at that age is, you know, not everybody's competing with you mm -hmm. and that you're you can build lots of stronger um, relationships with people yeah. by working collaboratively. Yeah, there's something I would like to go by is um, you have a lot of silent supporters mm -hmm. and that you should surround yourself with like-minded people yeah. because it's MCQ4. Absolutely, yeah. that's very helpful. Yeah, um, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, one other thing is I know a lot of people are about to graduate and are going to go into the workforce. Um, how available or, yeah, how available are you for, for current and recent grads? 100% available. I would give you my phone number on air <laughs> on this podcast now, but they can get it from you if yeah. they really want to reach out to me. Um, I want to always help people. I still come back and talk on campus to many different classes and want to make myself as available as possible, especially if you're from Cal State Fullerton, whether it's looking at a resume, connecting you to somebody who I know, connecting with me on LinkedIn, whatever it is, I'm, I, if I can help, I'm going to help you. Um, whether or not I know you, if you're from Cal State Fullerton and you come to me, I'm not going to say no. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. You. So one of the things that we want to um, talk about as well is the Titan Pro Network. Are you on there currently? Yes, I just got on the Titan Pro Network, so you can find me. Give it a little while, but I think it's a great resource for our students to connect you to people who are in your career field or career field you're interested in. It's like a LinkedIn for Cal State Fullerton. Yeah. And you also mentioned how you want to help out with resume building and speaking at um, public uh, seminars, meetings, and classes, and you can do that at the Tenant Pro Network. So if they want to reach out to you there too, yeah, absolutely. Please find me there, and I send me a message, and we can connect. Yeah, sounds great. Thank you. Of course. And then, as well as um, the political science major, you mentioned it earlier how it's not when you think of Cal State Fullerton, you don't think of political science. Mm -hmm. What would you say um, is great about the benefits of political science here? Well, I think, like I mentioned earlier, political science is a small one, especially when I was here, it was a smaller major. So I got to really know my classmates and really have those diverse substantive discussions on different policy topics, whether we're talking about uh, foreign policy, domestic policy, state politics. Um, it really opened my perspective and my ideas on what I had thought before. And my professors were really hands-on where we were able to really get dig deep on things instead of just being in a lecture hall. Mm -hmm. And that made all the difference in my learning style and it helped in my career studying political science, um, just studying the science of politics and studying the democracy of the United States and um, all of the types of different electoral process we, the types of, the type of electoral process we have was hugely beneficial to working in my career path. And I'm glad I chose that major for myself um, because it opened a lot of different doors for me through the people I met. Great. I'm so glad that everything you learned here on campus is so useful today for mm -hmm. your own field. Yeah. So when you think of Cal State Fullerton, think of political science. Yeah. Same <laughs> now. You heard it here. Yeah. So right now we have are starting a new campaign with the university um, that it takes a tight end to. So mm -hmm. would you be able to fill in the blank and say it takes a tight end to? Yes. Um, let's see. Um, it takes a titan to build a bridge. And I think that's a good one because there's so many of us that can offer so much to so many different industries and so many different people that if we all work together, I think we can get a lot of different goals accomplished. Great. Thank you so much for joining us. And we yeah. really do appreciate having you here and taking some time out of your busy day. Yeah, this is great. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. And so that's it for um, the Ted and Alumni Talks. We'll be back next week with the hot.